phone lines. I'm Tony Thompson. Do you EVO? Lee Williams is the gun writer. He's an editor-in-chief at Second Amendment uh, Foundation and investigative reporting project. Sensitive area gun bans. They just keep coming up with new words, Lee. Welcome to the program. Yeah, you know, sensitive area. Let's let's just call that what it is. That's a gun-free zone. Exactly. I don't know why... I don't know why they didn't just amp it up a little bit and call it a criminal-free zone or a crime-free zone and just say that, effective immediately, you can't have any crime in this specific area. Yeah, because Because everyone would listen, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't be any issues there whatsoever. Uh, I'm so sick of it. These things are have always been magnets for mayhem. Everybody knows that. The criminals know that. And now, first of all, just getting a, a, we're talking obviously about Times Square in New York right. and the subway shooting there, just getting a permit to carry a concealed weapon in New York is monumental. I mean, it almost requires divine intervention. Mm-hmm. So finally, if you get one, you have enough time and money, um, you can't carry in all these sensitive areas. And that's obviously one of the post-Bruin tantrum laws that we're seeing enacted all over the country in these blue states. So... Who can carry in these sensitive areas? The criminals, of course, because they don't care about the laws. We just saw a 15-year-old illegal alien use a 40 cal, shot a guy in the leg, shot a woman, uh, and nobody there is armed. Nobody can defend themselves. And what's worse, if you have a business in one of these gun-free zones, you can't bring a firearm into your business to protect yourself. They're terrible, horrible things. I will say this. uh, The Second Amendment community... Those of us who oppose uh, all these infringements on our gun rights are are pushing together in mass right now. Uh, as yesterday, my employer, Second Amendment Foundation, petitioned the Supreme Court to review Illinois semi-auto gun bans. We're seeing this everywhere. Everybody's pushing these uh, "quote unquote" assault weapon bans. Well, Illinois, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Virginia, Maryland—they're crazy. And this is another example of pushing back against the 2022 Supreme Court Bruin decision and the 2008 Heller ruling. So finally, if the Supreme Court takes this one up, the Illinois gun ban, and I pray to God they will, uh, all of these gun bans and all these other blue states will fall. And 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 they should, because here in Missouri, I mean, we could drive a tank across the state, you know, and then we accidentally, not even the trees want to live in Illinois anymore, but it's like you you cross (laughs) the state line and... Now, all of a sudden, you're a felon because yeah. you you forgot that that's in your trunk because you're just used to carrying it. I, it's it's insane to me. And the the biggest thing that bothers me about this this sensitive area gun ban thing is Eric Adams was a cop for crying out loud. He knows better yeah. than this. Yeah, yeah. He was a transit cop. He should know. Yeah, your Second Amendment rights should not depend upon your zip code. Yeah. But we're seeing that again and again. I worked in Delaware. I was an investigative reporter at a newspaper in Delaware. If I would have taken and loaded up all my guns and all my ammo in the back of my truck and dr- driven across the bridge into New Jersey, oh, man, I'd still be in prison. Mm-hmm. But, but, see, people don't know that, though. If they're traveling cross-country, you're a felon, you're not a felon. You're a felon, you're not a felon. You're a felon, you're not a felon. You don't know. I mean, you literally have to stop at the state line and... Yeah and do something different everywhere you go, and that's confusing and unnecessary. And I've heard horror stories about Floridians heading north, getting picked off in New Jersey, and fortunately, most of them know about how strict New Jersey is, so they've got their guns unloaded, cased, and in the trunk. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's becoming a huge problem. We're we're pushing back. Uh, I mean, some of these, like Minnesota right now, my home state is enacting an assault weapon ban, and I put that in finger quotes, where you can keep your gun, but you have to register them and pay a fee if you're grandfathered, but, and you can't take it outside of the house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's so it, much fun for target practice in your living room. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. You know, and Minnesota is, you know, uh, I'm from North Dakota, so I understand that they've, they've kind of gone a little bit crazy up there as well, but... Honest to goodness, it, what what good is your gun going to do you unloaded in a case in the trunk if somebody tries to carjack you? Yeah, it's not going to do you any good at all. They'll just take your car and your gun in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, these people, you know, all of there's there's twenty thousand gun laws right now, approximately, in the country, fund, and not one of them is designed to take the guns out of the hands of bad guys. We've seen this with Joe Biden and his Office of Gun Violence Prevention prevention which by the way your tax dollars are paying for it's an office in the white house they've got idea after idea after idea and biden has promulgated i don't know how many executive orders none of them again are designed to affect the bad guy none of them make it more difficult to for the bad guys to operate they're all aimed at law-abiding gun owners and that that has to end well, it it goes all the way back, and I, I've probably said this to you before, Lee, but even in the movie Miss Congeniality, way back when Sandra Bullock was the fake cop in the, in the pageant, her answer to one of the questions, what would you do if you could change the world? She'd said stronger penalties for felons in gun law crimes. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, it was a comedy thing in a movie, but it couldn't have been a truer answer. That would be the answer to so many issues that we have right now. Absolutely. I will say we did move. I did move a story yesterday with some good news. We're okay. celebrating Black History Month. And mm-hmm. uh, like all of my good stories, this one, the story idea came from Alan Gottlieb, our, our founder. Uh, we, we do. Uh, we take a look at three celebrated black Second Amendment scholars. Uh, and it, it's just it's a good piece. Uh, we look at Professor Bob Cottrell, who's at George Washington University. We work at look at Ken Blanchard, who wrote the definitive book. Black Man with a Gun, which should be required reading for new shooters of any race. And then we take a look at the late uh, Walter Professor Walter Williams and, and what his contributions have been. I mean, the guy had a column that was a regular column that was syndicated to more than 150 newspapers. Brilliant man. Uh, unfortunately, passed away in 2020 at the age of 84. Uh, it's a fun read, and, and it brings up a lot of stuff that I, I learned writing it, like the for example, the black tradition of arms has always been different than for the rest of the country because of these black codes, mm-hmm. which were implemented after the Civil War, which were designed to keep blacks from exercising the right to keep bare arms. In Florida, where I live, I learned whites could enter black homes and search for weapons without a warrant. In Louisiana, blacks could be stopped and searched for weapons at any time. If they refused to comply, they could be shot. Well, that had some carryover. What? Yeah, yeah, post-Civil War. Uh, that all has some carryover to the black tradition of arms. I mean, look at even the prominent leaders like MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. He was denied a concealed carry permit by the sheriff's office in Montgomery, Alabama, after his home was firebombed. Um, it, it's it's interesting. I learned a lot writing it, and uh, my thanks again to uh, Professor Bob Cottrell and Ken, Reverend Ken Blanchard for participating. Where can it, people a, get it? You can go to the Gun Writer dot substack dot com or saf.org because now i want to read it so either oh, send you? me a copy or i'll go buy one because now i want to read it but you know 
the human race, it's it's eye for an eye, toe for a toe, head for a head, whatever you want to call it. God does not say just turn the other cheek. You are allowed to defend yourself and the people you love. It's not just God's rule. It's the rule Amen. of law in America. You do Amen. not have to let other people harm yourself, your family, your children, or your property. You don't have to. So protect yourselves at all costs. And the bad guy should not be the victims. And that's the bottom line. I mean, Martin Luther King, obviously famous for espousing nonviolent political action, mm-hmm. was a gun owner who believed in self-defense. Good. I mean, look where it got him, but still, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that he had the opportunity. Anyway, uh, always good to talk to you, Lee. I wish this segment were longer, but he is the gun writer, editor-in-chief, Second Amendment, investigative reporting project, the sensitive area gun ban is a, another damn joke. It's what it is. I'm just going to, I'm not in a good mood today, so it, it is what it is. Um, conceal and carry is there for a reason. In Florida, if you have conceal and carry, you can carry a machete, you can carry nunchucks, you can carry any samurai sword you want because they believe that you should be able to protect yourself there. Missouri's the same way. It's called the Castle Doctrine. Do not let the bad guy take you over. And if your neighbor is a giant lib and hates that you have guns, just put a sign in your yard that says they they don't have any guns next door. So um, go to their house, not mine. All right, Lee, thank you for your time today. My pleasure, Bob. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.